people of Earth, your planet has to destroy. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, the world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Haidar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. And I'm Olivia Hydart. And that would make us your hosts. Olivia, how's it going? It's going well. It's going well. Fall seems to be finally turning its head. I'm sorry, fall? What is... Autumn, it's a kind of in-between season that comes between summer and winter. I'm sorry, seasons? What are you... Yeah, seasons, it's like, you know, so the Earth, it's tilted on its radial axis, and uh, so... Yeah, I mean, uh, the science is out on that. I think we've we've got some sure. episodes planned, but... Okay, sure. Good. Agree, to, agree to disagree. Seasons. I've heard they sure, exist. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, they do. They're just not uh, Well, for kind me. of. Not as much anymore. <laughs> yeah, they barely exist uh, Unfortunately. I like that I don't have seasons anymore. It's fine. I never know what time of year it is. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I miss, I love the weather when I lived in LA. It was, it was the best. But I will say, disposition wise, I am just so much better suited to like fall. It, it's just like. I mean, fall is I, pretty great. It, yeah, like, and like. All of my clothes basically are tailored to fall or like wintry fall type of thing. Yeah, I'm a big and layers guy. I like when jacket season rolls around in L.A. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, and I just kind of if I don't wear a sweater or something, I kind of feel naked. And so I'll just like wear sweaters in the summer. It's just hot, uh, <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> So we're talking about a scandal today, a military scandal, a military corruption scandal that I'm going to be honest, I'm not that mad about. Yeah. We're talking about to be mad about. We're talking about the Fat Leonard scandal. Yeah. Which is a a developing story. It's a new it's a new thing. It's just come out for sure. I mean, like personally, like. I just have a hard time getting too mad about anything I just learned about. <laughs> and I had never heard of this before you sent me that info. Yeah, so. I hadn't heard much about it. It's apparently been brewing for like 25 years. Yeah. And people have been blowing the whistle about it for about 15 years. But it's just now this guy had to have done something wrong. This is yeah. like one of those cases where someone just has government protection for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden they don't. And it's like, all right, right. what the fuck did you do? Who did you catch right. doing something? <laughs> like, what's going on here? He's got some book with, like, high-ranking officials listed in it with some salacious material or something. We know he had some high-level connections because a lot of those people have been arrested in connection right. to this, but there have to be people above them who finally right. like pulled the trigger on this and were like, this guy's gone too far <laughs> because this really was a scheme that kind of paid off on both ends. Like, yeah. The only real victims were the taxpayers and were always the victims. Right. I mean, oh no, slightly more of our money went towards the military and military expenses. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, compared to a lot of the things our military spending goes toward, I think keeping Thai and Filipino sex workers afloat isn't the worst. Yeah. No, it's like a charity. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so the Fat Leonard scandal, the Washington Post called it, quote, perhaps the worst national security breach of its kind to hit the Navy since the End of the Cold War. End quote. And yeah, but I also sure. don't feel like we were put in any danger as a nation over this. Right. No. I mean, national security is just something that gets thrown around uh, for a lot of different 
uh, reasons. It seems like this guy was just the best at bribing people. And I feel like he's definitely <laughs> not the only one bribing people. No. But he Absolutely feels like not. the Michael Jordan of bribing. Right, Navy right. Yeah, and his sick game was insane. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> this scandal, it involves a ship support contractor called Glenn Defense Marine Asia. GDMA, and the company's CEO and president, Leonard Glenn Francis, a.k.a. Fat Leonard. He is the driving force behind this scandal. I mean, first of all, rude. I, I like, I want, how do you get the moniker Fat Leonard? Yeah, wouldn't you, as someone who wielded this much power, demand a better nickname? Like, I'd have people <laughs> it, killed for calling me Fat Leonard if I was this I, guy. Like, do we know the provenance of... The name Fat Fat Leonard? Well, I mean, he weighed like 350 pounds. But even when well, I hear no. that, I'm like, well, how tall was he? Was he like 6'4 right. I mean, or 5'4? Like, I imagine he was hefty. Like, <laughs> that that part I understood. I just mean like, the, did he start calling himself Fat Leonard? Did he know that people were calling him Fat yeah, Leonard? This is how he found out. He's like, yeah. oh, the Fat Leonard scandal. <laughs> <laughs> they all just called me Glenn. <laughs> I thought we were bros. <laughs> See, this is, I, I really would like to know. Nicknames are so strange, you know, because like, I just think about my, my frame of reference for nicknames is like Lost and The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking about like, you know, Big Pussy, you know, how Big Pussy get big, his name. Yeah, there's got to be quite the story behind it. Either that or just someone was like, you're fat. You're fat, Leonard. Hey, Leonard. Hey, fat, Leonard. I mean. Because it's still the military. They're still probably bullying the shit out of this guy. No matter who it was, it was definitely said in the tone of, hey, fat, Leonard. How's it going? And he was probably like, that's fine. That's what all my friends call me. That's my nickname. No, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, no, hey, by the way, here, how about I fleece you for 25 years? That's fine. That's his revenge. Yeah, that's the thing. As a ship support contractor, what that means is exactly what it sounds like. The GDMA's role was to service ships as they would come into the various ports of the world. And they would restock food and water, do maintenance stuff, things of the like. Sure. And... The elevator pitch version of how this scandal worked is that Fat Leonard would bribe members of the Navy's 7th Fleet with cash and travel expenses and luxury items, prostitutes. My God, prostitutes come up so much in this. Just (laughs) constantly. Yeah. And in return, they would give Fat Leonard classified information about the movement of U.S. ships and submarines and about any active criminal investigations into Glenn Defense Marine Asia. I just feel like that's a really high price for a prostitute. It does seem... (laughs) The thinking has to be that, well, he's not giving this information to Russia. But also that seems... Those seem like very risky dice to roll in believing this guy is not giving this information to Russia. Because for one thing, the first thing he does when he's finally found out is try to flee to Russia. Of course. So I, I have to imagine the thinking in giving like the ship movement information was, well, he's just using it to make more money for his ship maintenance company because that's what he would do. He would take this information about where ships were going to be and he would use his people inside the Navy to redirect or direct these ships to ports that he controlled. And then when these ships got to these ports, he would way overcharge for various services as a means of bilking the Navy, but he would cover it up by bribing people and throwing these elaborate parties and sending people on trips. And like, I don't know. I'm still not that mad at it. I'm not mad at this at all. (laughs) Olivia, you seem angry. I'm very, I'm pissed. (laughs) No, but like, it just just seemed like very convoluted. I feel like there's a few middle steps in there that we could cut out. Not to note this Probably. I mean, like, it's like, 
we're both bribing the Navy. We're first we're bribing the Navy to get the information, and then we're bribing the Navy Navy to keep it quiet that we're getting like we're overcharging them for shit. Like I just feel like that's too many bribes. Let's try and condense this into one bribe. It does seem like a lot of work. Yeah, but also you got to imagine. He was probably enjoying all of this himself because it's not like he would throw these elaborate parties and then be like, all right, I'll be in the manager's office if right. you need me. He no, was out I'm there sure. partying with the Navy also. I don't know. If I'd wanna, that's probably how you get the nickname Fat Leonard, partying with the fucking military. Yeah. Oof. And so he would, yeah, he would use that information about ship movements to redirect like aircraft carriers, ships, subs, to ports he controlled. And it's the scope of this scandal that's really impressive. Right. Because this is the kind of thing that you think would go on for like a year or two and someone right. would find it out. The 7th Fleet depended on GDMA more than any other firm to refuel and resupply its vessels for 25 years. That's a long time. It's a very long time. I mean, I I feel like maybe, I don't know, at that point, are they really taking advantage of you? <laughs> yeah, it just, it kind of seems like this is the contract they wanted to go with. They wanted to I go guess. with the, the party guy. So, look, cause, they're lonely sailors, you know, it's, they're out on sea for a long time. Easy access to prostitutes and <laughs> Is probably, you know, a desirable benefit to their services. Yeah, that's the thing. Someone was going to overcharge the Navy for this. Sure. And most of them were not going to provide the services that Glenn Defense Marine Asia provided, which was <laughs> the party of the century, but like once a week. Right. That's that's my question is how much was he spending on these parties? Because right. you hear... Like the the thing that keeps coming up is how much he would charge for sewage removal. And it seems like he was like double billing for that. But yeah, like, is that enough to cover all of these expenses and still get rich? It's got to be. Well, I mean, and you have to imagine if this is how he's treating the U.S. Navy, that he probably has similar schemes set up with every like, you know, person in the nearby port who could provide what he needs for a party like this, you know? There's no way he's paying for all that if, if he's fleecing the Navy like this. Yeah, we'll get into it later, but he had contracts with the navies of several different countries, and it's like, oh, yeah, no shit. Sure. I, wonder, yeah. I wonder how he got those contracts. I wonder what those parties were like. It's just funny that a guy named Fat Leonard just has access to... Like, who knows how many countries classified naval documents. <laughs> That's the thing. This has kind of like a Jeffrey Epstein stink to it, where it's sure. like, yeah, this guy was obviously the key figure in it, but who else was involved mm -hmm. in this? Because this, he was but a lowly <laughs> shipping maintenance guy. And he had all these connections to, like, top-notch sex workers. I'll call them sex workers. The Washington Post insists on prostitutes. But, right. like, how did he get access to the things he bribed these people with? Like, it's like yeah. he just had a warehouse of Cohiba cigars and attractive foreign women willing to have yeah. sex with the Navy for money. Like, how? He might have. Yeah, could be. He, he might have. And yeah, it, it's just, uh, it, it's wild to think about. <laughs> and he managed to get moles in at different levels of the Navy. This is a quote from a retired Navy official speaking to the Washington Post. The Soviets couldn't have penetrated us better than Leonard Francis. He's got people skills that are off the scale. He can hook you so fast that you don't see it coming. At one time, he infiltrated the entire leadership line. The KGB could not have done what he did. That, to me, speaks to something more than just... I mean, I know some people are just born naturally charming, but also some people right. learn it 
at like the School of the Americas or whatever shadowy CIA <laughs> cult organization is operating in whatever country. Like right. he had he had some pretty remarkable people skills. But I mean, he seems like he was a master of penetration. That that just, yeah, just yeah. I get from Fat Leonard. <laughs> Woo, Fat Leonard, master of penetration, volume Look. one. Uh, the college yeah, I, tour. Oh no, Fat <laughs> Leonard. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's wild to think. I mean, I hope that I, you, you almost kind of hope that he was a spy. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I hope he was a spy for us. Because I'm very patriotic. We all know that. Of course, sure. But yeah, there's got to be something to how he had access to all of these things he bribed people with. Because that, right? at least in, like, we'll link to a Washington Post write-up about this that goes into a lot of detail. It interviews a lot of sources. And they don't really explain how he makes the jump from seemingly legitimate shipping maintenance company operator to this guy that has the funds to pull off all these bribes like his family was like they were they were well off but not like they weren't like kennedy's they weren't like rockefellers sure and like how where did the seed money to start the criminal part of this come from yeah the beginning that's the part that i am the most interested in is like yeah that like you said that transition how do you how do you make that link the first time maybe he just saw an opportunity and had the means and just jumped on it and rode you know like just kind of went along for the ride yeah it's it's gotta be because the things he was bribing people with the washington post article that we'll link to they have a whole list of things and i'll just go through some of them four nights at a manila hotel along with a prostitute four nights at a hong kong hotel along with a prostitute of course, and house cleaning just leaves the prostitute on the pillow <laughs> like a mint. I, sorry, sex worker. I should, really. Yeah, we're quoting the Washington Post here and all right. of their fucking writings about this, and it, like it's it's the word all of the reports about this use. Tickets to a Lady Gaga concert in Thailand. Cool. No prostitute. I'm sure there was a prostitute, <laughs> a sex worker there too. Tickets to the Lion King musical in Japan. Is it as good cool. if it's in Japan and not like in bro- on Broadway? That feels I a little idea, off, I mean, but off B way to me. Surely it's just that they were in Japan. <laughs> I just have to imagine that's <laughs> why it was that one. <laughs> no, it's a completely different different play in Japan. Yeah, you know, and they didn't. He didn't give them plane tickets to Japan, which is really kind of a ripoff. <laughs> I like this next one: prostitutes. It's like, come on! You've just added four nights at a Manila hotel along with a prostitute, and then like fifteen entries down, it just lists the word prostitute separately. It's like right. you are really right. enjoying saying this, aren't you? You're like Tarantino and well, the N really want- in this article. <laughs> They just really want to reinforce that <laughs> they were, like, fucking all the time. <laughs> there was also nine days lodging in Tonga. Sure. I mean, awesome. I'd take that. $3,000 cash, and then $1,000 cash per month, and then cash. It's like, come, again, cool. you don't have to list cash after 3000 <laughs> Like, you're getting less specific as it goes on, and that's not how that's supposed... You are the Washington fucking Post. Tighten your shit up. Also, three-week, five-country vacation in Southeast Asia. That's a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, it's... It's a busy week. Uh, Three weeks. It's a busy few weeks. It reminds me of that story of how Courtney Love showed up in the... British new wave scene with a thousand hits of ecstasy and a guy who worked for the CIA. And it's like, yeah, that's normal. That sounds like the perfectly normal movings and comings and goings of a regular person with no ties to anything shady at all. Yeah. Of course, Courtney Love had access to a thousand hits of acid. (laughs) What? So let's backtrack a little. Talk about how this started. Fat Leonard, he comes from a family that worked in boat stuff, which is the science term for it. 
Specifically, right. his maternal grandfather started a maritime logistics firm. And his family had money, but they were still kind of dysfunctional. At one mm-hmm. point, his mom left because dad was a cheater. But also, she took two of Fat Leonard's siblings with her and left him with dad so he could make sure dad didn't bring home any strange women. Uh-huh. Which and sounds this like guy, bad parenting. Yeah, and then this guy went on to tra- basically traffic women or, you know, exchange them for favors. Yeah, I wonder if he had any issues from this upbringing. <laughs> nah. That, yeah. He did have some skirmishes with the law, which in Malaysia means you're going to get beat with a cane. He apparently opened a bar and fell in with some shady characters. And at one point, his bar gets raided and they find guns and ammunition which is a big, big deal in a country like Malaysia. Yes. And because his family had some means, he was able to get off without the caning, but the police were so angry that he got off on such a light sentence. They arrested him again immediately upon leaving the courthouse and charged him with a string of robberies he did not commit. And they finally, like, dropped those charges in exchange for him, like, taking more of a sentence for the gun crime. And he finally got six whippings with the cane. Those cops really wanted to see him get beat. They were probably jerking off while they were watching it. Like, yeah, really obsessed with this cane. (laughs) Look, man, we got the, we polished the cane. It was all ready, and then you took it away. There's stakeholders in that cane company. You got to keep the name in the news. And so he finally, he gets six lashes with the cane, which is more harsh than it sounds. That is actually a very insane punishment if you've ever yeah. looked into it. And after he's he's done dealing with all that, he gets into the family business. And he didn't really know anything about the family business, but he did what you do in that situation. And you just hire people who do know about it. Sure. And you let them do most of the work and you focus on, you know, securing the puss. For the U.S. Navy. Look, this is going to be vital to his business interests going forward. He also changed the ringtone on his phone to God Bless the USA by Lee Greenwood. Yeah. Brilliant. Classic. Absolutely brilliant. Gr- great idea. That, that Legitimately a great idea. So by the early 2000s, he'd secured contracts to service U.S. Navy ships in ports from Russia to Papua New Guinea, along with business from the navies of Britain, France, Mexico, India, and the Netherlands. I wonder what those parties were like. I mean, knowing what his other parties were like, probably a good time. Which ones do we think were the best? I'm going France or Mexico. Probably Uh, Mexico. mm, I don't know. I think India would party pretty hard. Yeah, they got a space program. You're going to see some shit partying with India. <laughs> they know what the fuck's going on. Exactly. Well, in the Netherlands, they'll have weed. Yeah, but I mean, we got weed. That's fair. My days of being impressed by having weed are long gone. Uh, we got, we got no. weed, too. It's uh, too hard to find here. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sucks. That's the yeah. one thing I always, when I'm like, why do I still live in California? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's why. It's so easy here. It's so, so easy. So one of the things that obviously played a role in him getting all these contracts is Fat Leonard knew how to show an incoming Navy serviceman a good time. When an American Navy ship would come into one of his ports, he'd be waiting at the pier like a goddamn concierge to arrange shopping trips, sightseeing tours, concert tickets, whatever people wanted. Not the kind of thing you expect from the guy who's also there to clean the shitter. Like, <laughs> right. Like this is, he's, he's here to empty out the sewage container, but he's right. also like Ricardo Montalban on fantasy Island. Yeah. He's wearing the yes. fake star Trek chest. So he doesn't look quite as fat. It's not fake. That's a real <laughs> chest in wrath of Khan. <laughs> I know. I know, I but just, still. I mean, he's just in, in incredible shape. <laughs> like, that's the thing. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's really, he's giving them platinum club service, you know, like, that's above and beyond. Yeah, he would invite people to really elaborate banquets, there would be fancy booze and food and cigars. He had a team of elite pole dancers that he called the elite Thai SEAL team that he would sometimes (laughs) fly in, and it's like, are they still in business? I want to see the elite Thai SEAL team. Do they have a YouTube? If not, they should. It's 2022. Come on. <laughs> First hit. Okay, I Google Elite Thai SEAL <laughs> Team. First hit. 36-hour orgy and elite hooker teams. Lurid details of debauchery in Fat Leonard case. That is way too long. Were there phone yeah, chargers? Yeah, I know. Sting at this orgy? Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Were there phone chargers? Could you like could you stay in touch with the public? Or is that just three days lost to history? Oof. Were there phone chargers? Like I thirty seven if they were like it's a three point six hour orgy, I'd be like, I'm in for half, maybe. Yeah, I'll come and I'll and I'll come and then I'll go. Exactly. 36 hours, my God. He even went so far as to buy a decommissioned British warship, the awesomely named RFA Sir Lancelot, and he just turned it into a giant party boat, like complete with prostitutes in the wardroom to entertain U.S. officers. He would like pull it up alongside ships as they were pulling in to his port. And it's like, whoa. Why was the Navy overlooking giving him all this money? It's like, yeah, I wonder why. Because he made their job awesome. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, I would definitely, if I had a choice of people to deal with. (laughs) I mean, look, you know, I just just saw a picture of him. He is not that fat. Yeah, I get the sense he's probably a little tall. And at that point. He's tall. 350 pounds. Yeah. Because I used to weigh almost 350 pounds at one point. And I'm not tall. And yeah, I'm not tall and I don't know how much I weigh because I don't look at scales. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I weigh now. I quit nicotine, so I don't want to know like that. Yeah. Quit nicotine is a whole fucking thing. And uh, yeah, it has been a months long ordeal and I am positive I've gained some weight. But also I got sick that one time and lost a bunch of weight. So I had I had room to move. Right. So for Fat Leonard's hospitality, the Navy would routinely fire off these thank you notes called Bravo Zulus mm-hmm. to Glenn Defense. That's a, t- a Navy term for well done. And it is? Yeah. I just always think of them as letters, but I guess that's not what it means in this case. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know the Zulu people are an ethnic group in Southern Africa. Well, yeah, I know that, and I know that there's a film called Zulu that's a pretty great but kind of racist movie, and there's, you know. Come on. So Fat Leonard would, in turn, take these Bravo Zulus and post them on his website and put them in, like, company brochures as proof that, you know, he does a good job if, if your ships are coming to town. Right. One retired admiral, speaking to the Washington Post anonymously, said that after he complimented Francis on his fancy suit and, quote, blowtorch of a cigar lighter, end quote. Of course. Francis showed up the next morning as his ship was about to depart with some gifts. He had one of those cigar lighters, which, as it turns out, cost $700, which that's Gwyneth Paltrow vagina egg territory there. Like, I don't care how rich you are. If you're buying a $700 cigar lighter, you don't belong here. (laughs) Like, you are not doing with your money what we need you to be doing with your money. Right. And it needs to go to someone else, and you need to go to space. I'm just like, even if it's gold, how is it $700? Yeah. Did it belong to Babe Ruth? (laughs) Maybe it did. (laughs) Maybe it did. He also had two pewter platters worth about $500 each. A pack of 25 Cuban cigars and a business card for his tailor. And this anonymous admiral refused all those gifts. He said, there is no question in my mind that he tried to influence me. It's like fishing. He's got the hook. If he got an inch, he'd go for a foot. 
If he'd get a foot, he'd go for a yard, which, wow, that's rare. I just... Take the plate. Take the pewter platters, man. Take the take the take the yeah, light. It this, sounds like Has this guy ever smoked a Cuban cigar? They're great. Yeah, I they are. They're wonderful. Uh it, it's like there's this there's this video game series called uh, Yakuza. They're called the, the Yakuza games in America. Mm-hmm. And when you gamble in those games, there's like gambling dens and stuff. Uh and when you gamble in, in the game, they don't reward you with cash for for winning you just get like tokens that you can exchange for gifts that you then exchange for cash and they're like pewter platters and really expensive (laughs) lighters and shit like it's just it sounds exactly like this stuff maybe that's who's behind all this yeah, maybe it's the Yakuza. Maybe, maybe Fat Leonard's working for the Yakuza. Who knows? <laughs> so one really great example of how much power Fat Leonard was wielding within the Navy, after just a few short years of providing boat maintenance and fuck services, can be found in the story of Dave Shouse. He was one of the first people to question Fat Leonard about his exorbitant bills for ship maintenance services. He was a junior officer assigned to the Navy's ship support office in Hong Kong, and he became suspicious when GDMA billed his office for pumping 100,000 gallons of sewage from a destroyer that spent four days in port. And the problem there is that the destroyer in question had a sewage tank with a maximum capacity of 12,000 gallons And it was only serviced once a day. Right. So for all you non-math nerds out there, that means GDMA billed for twice the amount of sewage that was physically capable of being removed from the ship during that span. And when when Shouse questioned Francis about it, he said Francis became irate and accused him of calling him a liar, to which Schnauss replied, I am calling you a liar. (laughs) Yes, Your assessment was correct. (laughs) But then if you dig into this guy's story after that, he ends up basically resigning. And the Navy is like, hey, leave that guy alone. He he does all the fuck parties. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, man. Don't you want to don't you want to go to the fuck party? Yeah. You're going to you're going to take down captain of the SS Sir Lancelot. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it would be RMS. Right. Yeah, true. So he eventually was told to back off. That bill was paid in full. He recalled another incident when the USS Abraham Lincoln and three other yeah. warships arrived in Hong Kong. And Francis threw this huge party complete with prostitutes dressed as Santa's little helpers sure. uh, for all of the visiting officers. Nice touch. The next morning, he showed Classic. up with a $600,000 sewage removal invoice, expecting to be paid immediately. And the guy he brought it to was like, oh, so we're just paying for that party you threw last night, huh? Mm -hmm. And once again, the Navy was like, shut up, pay his bill. (laughs) Paid his bill. It's insane. It seems like it's the sewage removal is where he was getting them. Yeah. I mean, hey, good for him. I mean, you know, I want to know, I need to know before I be, I don't want to be too effusive about this guy. I need to know, like, is he a pimp? Is that how he has, like, I I just don't, it, it feels too much like human trafficking for me to love it too much. See, that's the thing. Like, when people talk about MK Ultra when it was really at its peak in the 60s, one of the things people just casually mention is, oh, the CIA ran a brothel in San Francisco. And it's like, right. where did the girls come from? Right. Like, you can't yeah. just be like, oh, the CIA ran a brothel. It's like, do you know what that implies? That right. implies the CIA was sex trafficking women. And like, yeah, this guy, they're like, like the articles are just like, oh, he oh, he was very selective about the prostitutes he worked with. Sure. And it's like, how did he find them? Like that. Yeah. This really is one of those stories where there's a lot, a lot of holes that still need to be filled. I mean, yeah, seems like a lot of holes got filled. (laughs) (laughs) Just not the kind we need to provide adequate information about still some gaps in logic. (laughs) Oh, some gaps got filled though. 
Uh, yeah. If you know what Sounds I mean. Sounds like they left some real gapers. <laughs> God, I feel gross. Oh, yeah. So, as we mentioned earlier, this guy managed to, like, plant moles at all sorts of levels within the Navy. He's like Whitey Bulger right. in The Departed. He's got, like, cops working yeah. on his behalf. I mean, if you're running a scheme like this... That just makes sense. Yeah. I feel like this guy couldn't have been operating alone. Like, there had to be some sort of other involvement behind this. But one of the people that he got kind of installed in the Navy on his behalf was a woman named Sharon Gersharan Kaur, a Mm -hmm. Singapore national who worked for the Navy. Starting in 2006, she would leak confidential contract information to Francis in exchange for $100,000 cash and luxury vacations in Bali and Dubai. And it seems like 100000 cash isn't enough, but also, like, she's living in Singapore. I bet that goes a whole lot further there than it does in L.A. Yeah, and, like, luxury vacations in Dubai? That can't be just 100000 bucks. Yeah, I wonder what kind of sex workers she got. Probably some hot Arab guy. Good for her. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, you know, or Good whatever. Job, it's bad because of human trafficking, but like... <laughs> human trafficking Trying to have fun here, folks. Come on, no. So there was another mole, a guy named Paul Simpkins. Mm-hmm. He worked for the U.S. Navy in Singapore as a contract supervisor. And he was paid $450,000 to rig Navy contracts on Fat Leonard's behalf. He also ordered the Navy's Hong Kong office to stop using flow meters to measure the amount of sewage that Glenn Defense pumped from ships. Wow. Which made it easier for Francis to gouge the Navy for that service. Of course. It really does seem like that's where he was hiding it. Was in the the sewage pumping. No one wants to get down in the shit. It's not his fault they're... Fucking pooping so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the Navy looks at the bill and is like, yeah, I guess that's the amount of shit we have in here. Maybe that was the scheme. It's just the food he was giving them made him shit a bunch. <laughs> and he got to bill a bunch for removing all that shit. Right. So this Paul Simpkins guy who ends up as one of his moles, there are court records that have come out that include Paul Simpkins' text messages to Fat Leonard. And they're a little damning, if I'm being completely honest. Slightly, yeah. Like the one that says, can you set up some clean, disease-free women when I am there? (laughs) What if he wrote back and was like, "Uh, disease-free? No. (laughs) And then Paul's like, okay, that's fine. As long as they're clean. (laughs) As long as they shower. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess there's some wiggle room there where you could say he wasn't technically talking about sex workers. <laughs> well, then then he followed up a few days later. What's the plan to meet up and maybe do some honeys? It's like, my God, Paul, what year is it? Whatever year it was, no one said it that way. <laughs> Ever. What, do some honeys? <laughs> do some honeys. <laughs> I love to do honeys. (laughs) My God, Paul. This is gross. But it really does seem like the Seventh Fleet was his biggest accomplishment. And they're supposed to be like the most prestigious of all the Navy fleets. Right, yeah. They're the ones that protect our most sensitive waters. They have had a rash of unexplained accidents over the past few years. That they swear Hmm. are not the result of Russia and China being able to jam their outdated navigation systems. And they also... For some reason, it seems like a bunch of people know all of our classified shipping routes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And like, yeah, think about if this problem is this bad. If just some fuckface who owns a shipping company is able to get in with the seventh fleet. And yeah. over the course of 25 years, they say the amount he built from them is $35 million. It's got to be so much more than that. Yeah, that, if he's charging 600 thou per toilet flush, <laughs> like, it can't be in the millions. It's got to be more than that. And, yeah, they're supposed to be the top level 
of Navy excellence. And they're falling prey to Fat Leonard. Like how many other Fat Leonards are out there using the information they're getting for other reasons besides Mm -hmm. just making money dumping shit into the Indian Ocean or whatever the fuck he was doing? I mean, that sounds right. (laughs) (laughs) So far, just from the 7th Fleet, four officers and an enlisted sailor who worked there have pleaded guilty to taking bribes from Francis so far. Mm Mm-hmm. And court records, again, I feel like this speaks to maybe him not doing this on his own. They show he would groom his targets like a spy would. He would yeah. look for people with money problems or marital problems, alcohol addiction, loneliness. It says lust at one yeah. point. And it's like, who's going out? I mean, if he's got the money, I'm sure he could hire his own private firm to go out and do that research. But sure, this is like espionage. Yeah, it very much is. And he also not only like sex was his most effective bribery tool, but he would also powwow with those sex workers after and get information on the various Navy officials like sexual leanings. And yeah, you know, just like use that in whatever way he could later on. Look, if you're bribing the Navy with sex, you need to know what kind of sex the Navy wants. Exactly. It's just good customer service, honestly. Yeah. It's like when websites track your data. It's just to feed you better ads. That's all. Exactly. That's all. Nothing They're not going to misuse it, baby. Don't worry. No, and there's no human trafficking involved at all. No, never. Not ever in anything, I don't think. Human trafficking no, is a fake. myth. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's That's our next episode. Yeah, coming next on Conspiracy the Show, the human (laughs) trafficking myth. It's actually aliens. Oh, that makes sense. Right? So, yeah, one of the ways he was able to go for so long without getting caught, and this still, I feel like they're not giving us all the information here. He he was able to flip a law enforcement official, a guy who worked in uh, NCIS, right alongside Mark Harmon. Yes, there's a and that's the you know, it's tough to track that guy down because there's so many branches of the NCIS NCIS franchises. Yeah, right. Is he in Los Angeles? Is he in New Orleans? I don't know. Yeah, I like that Mark Harmon's character on that. His name is like Jethro Leroy Gibbs or something. It's like, really come on. What are you a fucking Delta (gasps) Blues musician? Stop Uh, it. You know, I've never watched. Any episode of have, any NCIS series. I have yet to see a single NCIS episode as well. I used to watch JAG. Does JAG get involved in this? <laughs> Probably feels at like some this point. Is, yeah, this feels like JAG territory, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, a little Judge Advocate General action. Is that what, what, yeah, what that meant? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew what it meant. I just knew that they've like, you know, wore hats and oh. suits and stuff. And they, like, you know, arrested naval officers and shit. That's all I remember about JAG. This reminds me of that time comedian Harlan Williams was co-hosting some late night talk show. And the guest was from the TV show ER. And just completely joking, his first question, he goes right off the bat, ER, what's it stand for? And she didn't <laughs> fucking know. Oh, no. <laughs> it oh. was one of the most awkward things I've ever seen. He had to be like, emergency room. It means emergency room where the show takes place. Good times. That's, I mean, that one's really common. <laughs> it's pretty bad, Jag- yeah. It's pretty bad. Jag, yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> Judge Advocate General. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know, know what how that I means. knew that. I think I probably yeah. looked it up at some point when that show was on the air. But like, yeah, wow, that's wild. And this guy he flipped with an NCIS. His name was John Beliveau II. He was based in Singapore and later at Quantico. And in exchange for prostitutes and cash and other favors, he would tap into an NCIS database to let Francis know what kind of, of information they had on him and how any investigations into his activities were progressing. And this is where there's another big leap where they say, well, once they realized he had infiltrated NCIS, that's when 
they decided it was time to take him down. Right. It's like, what? What do you mean? Like, what, what would you, like, if everyone else had a vested interest in him keeping this going, like, why would him mm-hmm. infiltrating the NCIS be a problem? There's, there's yeah. something they're not telling us about this guy. Because it's it, it feels like almost like a Saddam Hussein kind of thing where it's like, okay, you're our friend, you're our friend, you're our friend, you're our friend. All right, now you're not our friend. Like that. Right. There are so many people on the world stage who have fallen victim to that. Uh, um, fucking Manuel Noriega was sure. for the longest time a very good friend of the United States. And then he said the wrong thing one time and we were like, all right, no more. We are yeah. coming after you. Like, I feel like this guy had to have done something. Yeah. Or maybe they did find know. out he was working with Russia. Maybe. That would make sense. I, there are definitely a lot of real large pieces of this story that are still underexplained. Yeah, they. what they end up doing is they plant fake information within NCIS that says all investigations into this guy have ended and then that information gets back to him and then it just says that they set up another meeting with him in san diego where he mm-hmm. like agreed to go along with some corruption and it's like that seems too easy like there's yeah there has, there's i feel like there's a detail missing but there's there's definitely details missing and i would say like personally if i were scamming the United States military over the course of multiple decades, I would never go to the United States ever. No, that seems like a trap. Yeah. And the fact that the first place he goes when he, because what we haven't mentioned, he ends up getting arrested. That's after he agrees to this meeting in San Diego. And yeah, the going Mm -hmm. back to the U S is a weird choice. And he ends up getting arrested, but then apparently where he was being held, there was very lax security. So no kidding. Well, actually, when I say that, what I mean is the home where he was under house arrest in San Diego of course. Of had course. very lax security, which, again, this guy's got some fucking connections. If he's only getting yeah. house arrest over this. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. He was wearing an ankle monitor and he cut it off. And apparently that happened at like eight in the morning and the news of that happening didn't reach the law enforcement people who needed to know about it until like two. And he's like already in San Diego, which is basically Mexico. So he was able to get to Mexico, but he was finally caught in Venezuela. And the fact that Venezuela turned him over to the U.S., it's not like we've gotten along swimmingly over the past few years no and i did see it mentioned in a headline that was unfortunately behind a paywall that i wasn't willing to stomach the charge for that he might end up kind of being a tool in diplomatic relations between venezuela and the u.s Hmm. which i think would still speak to maybe him having done this on behalf of a foreign government maybe maybe yeah Because it did come out that when he fled, he was trying to get to Russia. Right. And Russia and Venezuela have had pretty cool relations recently. I think cool relations in political terms means bad. Uh, They've had good relations in recent years. And I feel like he thought he was going to get to Venezuela and be like, hey, uh, I've been spying for Russia. I need you to get me to Russia. And they were like, oh, really? And now they have him and they can, you know, kind of get whatever they want out of the U.S. in return. Because it would be super embarrassing if it came out that this guy was also a Russian spy. Right. Yeah. I feel like if he was, we probably won't know. No. I mean, unless it's an accident. But like, yeah. But sleep safe, America. Fat Leonard (laughs) is back in custody. Thank God. And I was worried. The sex worker industry in Thailand and the Philippines is hurting right now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he was like half the business. Yeah. (laughs) He has pulled the foundation out from under that industry. It's like when OnlyFans tried to ban porn. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was an uprising. Yeah. This is going to start a war (laughs) between us and (laughs) Thailand and the Philippines. Yeah. Free Fat Leonard. (laughs) 
I mean, don't. I don't care. We free. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about like there's so many weird things where I'm like, again, I don't know where these women yeah, came from. I They're need, never detailed. I need to know what kind of help he was getting. I need to know where the women came from. Right. Because yeah, like you hear you hear some horror stories. Like you you hear about fucking human trafficking at like nail salons and shit. Like yeah, if you look sure. into there are certain visa programs that are all in all a good thing, but just so rife with abuse and people totally. getting, I mean, human trafficked into working t- fucking t- 20 hours a day at a McDonald's franchise in New Jersey. Like I heard about, I've heard a theory about like kids who are getting trafficked through a pizza place. Like it's a, you know, it's, Oh it's, yeah. It's the crazy. one in the one in DC with the torture yeah. basement. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, Fat Leonard is back in custody, and I am fascinated to find out what kind of additional details are going to come out about this story. Yeah, I'm because, interested. Oh man, there's I feel there's got to be more to it. There's he had there I feel like be. he did something to get caught or to like yeah. fall out of favor with the people protecting him. I, and yeah, I need to know where the girls came from. That yeah. Bef- before I get to, oh, this is a victimless crime about it. <laughs> right. I, I do need to know how he had access to all those women right. and what department of the CIA provided them. <laughs> so maybe we'll do a follow up when we find out all that. But until then, I sure. think that's our episode. Yeah, I think so. Do we have anything to plug? There's a new episode of uh, Going Back coming out this week. It was supposed to be out a couple weeks ago, but putting this studio together is taking it out of me. My Look, s- you've been busy. My schedule has been nuts, but that new episode uh, will be up. And Yeah, well, that's... Watch going... Uh, not watch. Listen to going back. Watch Lost. Watch Lost. I just found out Jen Scott and Jessica Singer, my co-hosts on Trend Pony, are completely independently of that podcast, also re-watching Lost. Oh, hell yeah. We should have them on. Yeah, we, we talked about it on Trend Pony. We'll definitely have them on. They got to catch up. Nice. But uh, so, yeah, listen to that. It's right now on the bonus feeds on Patreon and Supercast and Spotify, but it'll be out publicly soon. But if you're a subscriber, you get it now, you lucky bastards. Wow. And that's all I got to plug. You got anything? No. Then we should probably get out of here. Olivia, sure. say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.